Daddy Squared. Gay Dad Saved the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello. Are we still doing that hello? Why Can not? I want to invent my own hello. Okay. This is Jan. <laughs> this is Alex. Daddy Squared, Gay Dad Saved the World, Day 6. Day 6 of our daily podcast, Day yeah. 3 billion of the something. lockdown. Yeah. The weather's been good and my, Yeah, thank my, God for the sun. Yeah, and my mood is my mood is a little better. It's funny because you know my mood, I had a downhill mood. Yes. Uh, last week when I actually realized that it's maybe it's not going to uh, to end so soon as I thought. Well, I you, was trying to keep optimistic. Yeah, Jan, Jan has been making the mistake of looking at the numbers of illnesses and deaths. Um, I don't think it's a mistake. I just I once a day a at the end of the day to to know where we're standing and in, in the flattening the curve. Yeah, I, it's I guess not my, like I'm following the news every day. Human beings can get used to anything, and we're getting used to things. I know this is ridiculous, but look, I went to the hardware store for the first time in I don't know at least two months, and Yay. I yes, and I it bought was packed. No, it was pretty crowded. I had to distance myself very carefully, but, but, but I did it because. Um, there is a room, it's at like almost a closet, which we have our a washer dryer in, and it has always been poorly set up. And I, uh, I've always wanted to, you know, reorganize it and put some shelves up in the right way, etc. And I did, the whole activity couldn't have taken more than two and a half hours. And there was something so normal and so fulfilling about actually doing something and you know now i just walk in there it's a tiny little space it's beautiful and you i walk in there and work. i rotate and i'm like oh it's so yeah so there's there's not there, there's there's something nice i, about I just want to tell everybody that the thing that the the salesperson at the store told you why there are so many people there i mean because i was people right. are so bored at home so they're trying to figure out like what to do and so they renovate their own like, right. diy stuff which right. is very recommended and i think that they're you know to to be incredibly inappropriate there are a bunch of like like wives out there who have been nagging their husbands to fix things around the house who are finally Well, not in there. this podcast. It's a no wives club in this house. Anyway, yeah, uh, yesterday there was a uh so so hot in in California that uh, I decided to fill a bucket with water. Oh, it was great. And let my kids play with that and they had so much fun. They were like kept screaming, "Abba, we're having so much fun." <laughs> and I'm like, "You know, sometimes kids are so simple, like they're not looking for the whole like t- many toys and stuff like that. Give them cardboard box." Yeah. And they're fine. Yeah. They're like, just like dogs. I actually prefer that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those big buckets that you put uh, the beers in at a party, that kind of thing. And so we had one lying around in the backyard, so I just a little bit rinse and then fill it up with water, and they that's had, it. They had a blast. It was great. And we had a great time. It was an hour of freedom for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to call Chicago to speak with Romain Pollard. He's a soup kitchen organizer. He actually works in the healthcare as well, but uh, he wanted to talk to us. And we wanted to talk to him about the soup kitchen. Um, how has it changed for them and all the volunteers and everything? Yeah. Um, so we're going to call him right now. Let's do that. All right. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. yes. How are you Romain. doing, Romain? How's it going? Good. Tell us a little bit about your work and how has it changed during the pandemic? <laughs> okay, so I actually am the uh, travel coordinator for a hospital here in Chicago. 
But uh, what I would like to actually focus on is I organize a, a, a soup kitchen mm-hmm. here in Chicago. We serve, uh, we serve, it's the name of it is uh, community, community feast. Is it, uh, it's, with it's, the, uh, it's not only during the pandemic, it's you do it on a regular basis. Yes. So I've been, uh, I've been one of the organizers for the last six years. Uh, I've been volunteering there for uh, eight years. I went from uh, volunteering to actively cooking and then eventually the person who ran it for 30 years, she retired and it took five of us to replace one of her. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so what has happened since this thing? I can only imagine, but what has happened since this thing really kicked in? Basically, we don't call it a soup kitchen. Uh, we do call it as community piece. What we do is we provide uh, every Sunday, uh, we provide... hot, healthy meals uh, to the community. So, and when I say that, I mean in a sense of we have people who are, uh, who are seniors, we have uh, some people who are homeless, we have some people, some families that are, uh, they call them, they term them food deserts here in Chicago. I make sure that I have enough to feed uh, between 100 and, 150 to upwards of 200. And so with that being said, it used to, um, we used to have a family style dinner where everyone would sit at the table. Uh, we, you know, we'd have a few words of thanks and then we would just basically serve everyone at the table. And, uh, so what we have done now, uh, because of the whole, you know, shelter in place here in Chicago, we no longer serve, you know, sit down dinners. What we do is we prepare the food and we prepare them in con- to go containers and then uh, we place those down uh, at the front door of the center and the guests can come in and they can you know they can pick up their meals and go so that way we don't have them congregating together and that's our mitigation of right of the corona have you have you had trouble getting the um, ingredients the boxes the whatever that's necessary to create these meals in this way Uh, no so the uh, our the majority of our food is provided by the Chicago uh, the great Chicago food depository mm. which which you know works in conjunction with the uh, US Department of Agriculture and well, they provide us with our staples and then uh, I pay um, if there's something out you know extra that I want to to do to add flair to it then I pay you know I pay for it myself or we have uh, people who actually donate to a fund. Also, mm-hmm. to switch gears, can you tell us a little bit about your family and your family building story? Yeah, so um, I actually was in the Navy for 20 years. I retired back in 2015. And uh, I have a cousin who, um, she's younger than I am, but, you know, we were very close growing up. She became pregnant, but she was also on the verge of being homeless. And so we had uh, a family care plan for, And place for her son he you know eventually it was a little boy yeah and um, once he was born there was a hotline called made from the hospital to uh, DCFS and so at that point uh, the baby was placed with me mm-hmm. um, and I've had him since birth I bought him home from the NICU um, and in 2019 I My cousin decided that she would love for me to adopt her son. 
And so she signed over her parental rights to me last year. Uh, we were also going through the courts. Um, our adoption was final January 8th of this year. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Such timing. Yeah, it was a, a long road, but, you know, I mean, it's every bit of it has been, you know, every bit of it's been great. We've had our ups and downs, but uh, I wouldn't yeah. change it. So what, what has it been like to be locked up? Um, having, uh, you know, having to, to care for, you know, a family at a time like this. So it's myself, my son, and then my mom. And then I have a uh, younger brother who's currently, uh, in the police academy. And so we all uh, live here together, but it's really funny because we're all kind of introverts, you know? And so, um, it's, in the house, we have three levels, so we each kind of stake out our own levels. <laughs> and we come together for dinner, and, you know, we come together for dinner, and we watch TV together, and then, uh, you know, play games. And then we all kind of just sit around, and, you know, we do our own things, reading. You know, my son has his muster trucks that, uh, you know, he occupies himself with, or I'll get down, and we, you know, we'll play the match game, he, my mother, and I. Um, <laughs> It's really funny because for us to be together like this is like normal. <laughs> so, you know, um, I don't think of it, I don't think of it as a as an inconvenience because you know this is our life. Right. Well, so you know? so it would be useful. To, that's actually a really good segue into the next question, which is: Can you give us three, you know, silver linings, three positive things that you think have come out for you, or just in general during this uh, during this pandemic? What I think um, will come out of this, and and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, my fellow Americans can make the right decision, is uh, we're going to have to really think about healthcare. Uh, a living wage and uh, just, you know, family leave and, and things like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed because I, you know, I'm a, re I'm a retiree, um, but I also uh, actively work for the government also. Uh. Uh, so as far as economically, this, you know, this situation does not affect me at all, but it really, <clears throat> it really highlights you know, the income disparity that we have in this country um, with those who have and those who don't. Um, and then, you know, just uh, again, like healthcare. Um, one of the things that we're finding is that the African-American um, community is being harder hit by, you know, by this with complications of, uh, of the virus and everything. And uh, that comes from, you know, the healthcare not having the benefits of, right. you know, being able to go for a regular checkup and things like that. Um, and then, you know, the economic part of it, you know, we have people who are, um, you know, who live paycheck from, you know, from paycheck to paycheck. And if you, you know, if you're not able to go to work, you're not able to get paid. If you're not able to get paid, you can't pay your rent. You know, you can't, uh, you can't buy your food, you know? So there's a lot of, um, I, I can tell you even with the aspects of that going to, with the soup kitchen, we have noticed an uptick uh, in, you know, in guests coming. Our deep and final question, and I think is extremely important considering what you do in uh, your your soup kitchen work, is we need you to 
come out and tell us about the most shameful meal that you have eaten over the last week. And we need details. <laughs> it was actually yesterday <laughs> at work. And uh, I realized that I did not have my wallet on me, so I was not able to order out. But um, I had a double cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's wait? It, who's whose double cheeseburger did you have? Um. It. So I work at a hospital, and so they they cooked uh, it on the grill. Uh, oh, yeah. you had hospital food, hospital burger, double cheeseburger. I think you. So far, you win. That's pretty bad, man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's the type of it's the type of deal where I had to tell the guy, please do not, because he. Um, I could see him spraying the grill and he was going to throw the bun on. And I was just at least, <laughs> right. you know, sop up all <laughs> the oil. Yep. <laughs> Romaine, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks and, guys. And it was a lot of fun. The soup kitchen. Yes. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take care. Stay safe. And you stay too. healthy. That's good.